Hey guys, and welcome back to the Beyond the Budget podcast, where we focus on helping you create the budget that works for you so you can focus on what's beyond the budget, the life that you want to live. I am so excited to be back with you guys this week. It just seems like each week, it just takes so long to get back to the point where we're making another podcast episode. But I know that some of you guys were with me live last night. I spoke at a church here in Little Rock and it was awesome. I did a talk about the nine things that the Bible says about money and there was such a great response and I thought that so many people walked away changed and learned a lot along the way, which is always my mission. So if you were there on Facebook watching, you left a comment. Uh, For those of you who know me personally who sent a text message, I totally appreciated that. Yeah, like I always say, if you will leave a review for this show, that would be really super helpful. Uh, Follow on Facebook. Also, Instagram coming soon. I know, I know, I am not a social media fan, but um, it seems like that's where a lot of you guys hang out. So I will be getting on Instagram soon and starting a page on there too. Um, Also, Facebook Live will not be live for tomorrow. I'm actually going to be out of town, so uh, we won't be doing a Facebook Live tomorrow. Uh, but I will be with you guys in spirit. So today's episode, we're going to talk about debt. Um, this is part three in a multi-part series on creating a financial plan. So if you've been with me since the beginning of this series, we talked about what to do before you start your financial plan. We went through a little bit about how to make a budget, uh, where you can see your money clearly. And then we, uh, we catch the point of debt, which is now. Yeah. Yeah. I know the D word. So we're going to talk about the D word today. In this episode, I'm going to break down three methods you can use to pay down debt and then talk about some processes that you can use to find success in your debt freedom journey. Keep in mind that what really matters, no matter which method that you choose, is growing the gap. And I'll talk more about growing the gap in this episode and in further episodes because that's a really big topic. Um, Next episode, though, we're going to talk about ways to grow the gap, which includes decreasing your spending And then the last episode after that, we're going to finish strong in this series with growing the gap through making more money. So the gap that I'm talking about is the gap between what you make and what you spend every month. And in order to have some extra money in the middle, you're going to have to either lower the number of of the amount of money that you're spending or increase the amount of money that you're making. So you can have the difference between the two to be able to put towards your debt-free journey. It's important to remember that, um, just one little thing I want to mention that before you start paying off debt, you really need to have a small amount of money in savings to sustain you in case of emergency. So though I'm going to go through these debt payoff journeys, remember there's a step before that. And the step before that is to save some money. The key to debt freedom is to stop borrowing money, right? So we're going to stop borrowing money and then we're going to pay off our money. And if you don't have enough money to cover a smaller bill or emergency, then you'll end up back in the cycle of borrowing money the first time something goes wrong. So I recommend starting with about one month of bare minimum living expenses before attempting to pay off debt. Now, of course, there are going to be exceptions to that, but so long as your debt won't cause you to like lose your car, lose your house, go into collections, save the money first before you start your debt-free journey. And I know uh, the question is asked, you know, why uh, a full month of of bare minimum living expenses? I say that because generally that will give you the opportunity. Say, for example, your bare minimum number is $3,000 a month. And that bare minimum number just is going to be like mortgage, uh, light bill, electric bill, daycare if you have kids. That pretty much anything that will come your way, you can pay with that amount of money. And you don't have to immediately stop and start saving back up more money before you start again. And also that means that say you lose your job, you can kind of float yourself for 30 days. And um, that way you have a bigger cushion than I know that what has been recommended by some gurus in the past. 
Moving on to what are the ways you can pay off your debt? Now there's three methods that I'll mention today and some of them are based off of motivational factors, some emotional, and then of course there's the ones that are based off of math. So if you're one of my math nerds and you're like, I want to, I basically want this to cost me the least amount of money, that method is going to be in there too. But the other two go based off of some motivational factors and some emotional factors, which we are a whole person, right? So we feel things as well as see the numbers. And that's why, again, we go beyond the budget and we look at the whole person and the life that we want to live when we're considering any decision that we're making. So let's start with the snowball method. Everybody should know this method. You probably heard of it. Um, With this method, you pay off your debts in order from smallest to largest, regardless of the interest rates. So you're going to start by paying as much as you can on the smallest debt while making the minimum payments on all the other debts. Once you pay off the smallest debt, you move on to the next smallest debt and so on. So the idea is that small victories of paying off debts one by one will keep you motivated. It'll keep you going because you'll create a bigger and bigger snowball. So the pros of this one, the pros of this one is that you're going to get small wins almost immediately. Everybody has like one small little irritating debt, whatever, if it maybe it's $200 that you owe, or maybe it's even $40 that you owe to the public library or a fine or something like that. That's really small. So you'll be able to, by accumulating as much money as, as possible at the beginning, pay off that small, that small debt and have a small win almost immediately. Also, it's easy to implement. Right, so all you have to do is put your debts in order from smallest of debt into the largest debt. You put them in order, you don't worry about interest rates or anything like that. And then you pay off the smallest one and then you go into the next one and you go into the next one. It's a very easy to implement system. It's also fairly popular with many gurus like Dave Ramsey. So you're going to find lots of online support communities, worksheets and any type thing. You can Google right now, debt snowball community on Facebook and you'll find a big giant group. Um, you can do debt snowball worksheets and you can probably find some free worksheets online to be able to use with that. So it's pretty popular because of its simplicity and the idea of the small wins. Now there's some cons to that the progress can be slow once you get past the smaller debts and i think that's one of the biggest cons so if you have a 200 debt a 200 debt a 300 debt and then you have a 5000 dollars debt you're going to get those small wins initially but you're going to hit the 5000 dollars debt and once you get there hopefully your snowball is a lot bigger and you're able to pay it off quickly but it's going to take longer time once you get up to the smaller debts Also, I'm not a big fan of relying on paying off debt as your sole motivation because that could be tricky. What happens when you get to the point where it takes you longer to pay off debt? Well, then if that your only motivation is getting those quick wins, the wins don't come as quickly anymore. You have to find a different motivation. Going back a couple of episodes ago, um, you need to you need to concentrate on your why. And also you could be motivated by different things besides paying off debt. You could be motivated um, by other. I like to call them non-financial victories, like we talk about non-skill victories uh, when it comes to weight loss. So um, those would be and also. With the debt snowball method, it's not based off a of total cost. It's not considering how much, for example, if you have a $5,000 loan, that's a 20% interest rate, and you're going to focus on paying off a $200 loan with no interest at all. Sometimes that doesn't really make a lot of sense because you're basically uh, disregarding the total cost that the debt is costing you by doing the snowball method. The next method is the avalanche method. And this method is similar to the snowball, but you pay off your debts in a different order. You're going to go from the highest to lowest interest rate rather than balance. So you can still make minimum payments on all your debt and put as much extra money as you can towards the debt with the highest interest rate first. And then you move on to the next highest interest rate and so forth. 
Now this one, again, it concentrates more on the numbers because the higher interest rate, the higher, uh, the more money that that loan is costing you. So if you have two $5,000 items and one of them is a 2% interest rate in, or for example, sorry, excuse me. If you have a $5,000 versus a $5,500 one and the $5,000 one has an interest rate of, um, of five and the 5,500 one has an interest rate of 20, whereas the snowball method will say, oh, we'll do the smaller amount first. The avalanche method will say, oh, even though this one is $5,000, $500 less, we're going to put it, um, before because the interest rate is higher so it's more concentrated on saving you money by going to, to the one with the highest interest rate this was a little bit more complicated and you'll have to do more research so instead of just looking at the total balance of your loans you also have to consider oh what's the interest rate i like this method for a couple of reasons i like it because it's an eye opener especially when you look at the credit cards or the student loans or whatever you're borrowing and you see oh my goodness 29 percent interest i'm being charged on this or 20 percent interest i'm being charged on this a con, though, is that it's not as popular uh, with people who just don't want to do math. <laughs> they don't want to be focused on the mathematics, and they really want to to actually get that motivation from having those small wins. With the avalanche method, you probably won't get a small win kind of rush or, or of serotonin by using the avalanche method. The next method is a um, one I've actually uh, haven't heard a lot of people use, but just a few people, and so I'm going to mention it briefly. And this one is the emotional baggage method. In this method, you start with the debt that causes you the most emotional stress. This is a, a method that disregards the financial aspect of debt payoff and really focuses on the real person. So it would be things like a wedding ring debt from your first marriage and you're getting married again and you want to get rid of it. Debt from a failed investment that's weighing you down or medical bills from a tough time in your life, those are all examples of debt that carries emotional baggage. And I think this is an acceptable, acceptable method to start. Say if you're like, you have a fire under you and you're like, I just want I just want to get rid of this debt because those emotional scars can be a very good motivator. But remember that they wane and they start to drift off after a while. And so it's better to have a system to rely on that's a little bit more objective than having this emotional system. But I think that it can work and it has worked for a lot of people, but it's usually used as a starting point instead of, hmm, how, which one do I feel the worst about next? <laughs> instead of uh, looking at your desk that way. I think that this also can be a little bit tricky when you are in a partnership with someone else or a marriage with someone else, because what causes you frustration might not cause that other person as much frustration. And so you might butt heads a little bit about which debt that you're going to pay off in what order. So once you decided on which method you're going to use to pay off your debt, you'll need the money to do so. And you may have discovered after creating your budget that you can simply cut back on excess spending and you'll have plenty of extra funds to go towards your debt. And more than likely though, that's not true. So if you're a high income earner or a higher income earner and you just have a spending problem, then more than likely you can just cut back and you'll be fine and you'll have lots of excess money to pay your debt down. Or if you're a person who has a lot of savings already and you just are willing to decrease your savings by a certain amount to pay off debt, you might just have to make that consideration and get it done. But probably not. And either way, you'll need to figure out how to grow the gap if you are not making a lot of extra money already. This is the gap between your expenses and your income. Otherwise, you won't have any extra money to put towards your debt. So grow the gap means you lower your expenses 
and you raise your income. So the gap between the two is bigger. And the bigger that gap is between the two, the faster you have, the fact you're the more able you are to pay off your debt quicker. You can do that in two ways. So let's start with way number one, grow the gap by spending less. And you could do that by cutting extra items from your budget. So reducing your monthly bills by moving to a smaller home or an apartment, which might be a little bit more drastic, turning up the air conditioning a few degrees so your electricity bill goes down, spending less on clothing or meal planning to spend less on food, maybe trying something free or cheap for entertainment instead of spending money on entertainment. There are so many ways that you could spend less money, but the limitation of spending less money and why it's not my favorite way to pay off debt is because you can only cut so much before life starts becoming less enjoyable. And to be honest, everyone has a bottom line. So you can't cut down to zero and get your expenses down to zero, especially if you live in like a higher uh, cost of living area. So there's going to be a point in which that's all you can cut. But that's why I love option number two, growing the gap by making more. You can make more money by working overtime, by selling things, by starting a side business, creating a long-term stream of passive income, or even getting a raise at your current job. There are many ways to grow the gap by making more. The main difference between this, the making more, and the spending less is that there isn't a cap on how much money you can make. Unlike cutting back, which is probably necessary, Starting the journey to make more money doesn't have a limit. There are there may be limitations of time, maybe skill set, but those can be overcome with creative thinking or with just a little bit of time and effort going into your education or applying for new jobs or things like that. I've seen people pay off debt from becoming a secret shopper, from learning a new skill and getting a promotion at work, and even things like dog walking or anything else involved in the gig economy. So when you focus on making more, in addition to spending less, it can expedite the process of you of you paying off your debt. And so I think that it's important to focus more on growing the gap by making more rather than growing the gap by spending less. You start with spending less and then you brainstorm and figure out ways to make more in order to get that debt paid off. And so for the next two episodes, we're going to focus fo- first on growing the gap by spending less. And then we'll focus on growing the gap by spending more. You guys, in theory, paying off debt is really simple. You just pick a method, whether it be the snowball, the avalanche, emotional baggage method, or a method that I didn't even mention. You take a look at your budget and figure out how to grow the gap by spending less and making more. And in the next episode, we'll focus on how spending less to grow the gap between your income expenses can help you pay off your debt once you've created a system. All right, guys, that is it for today. I hope you're enjoying this series so far. After listening to this episode, I challenge you, to decide which debt payoff method is gonna work for you. Look back at your budget and consider some ways that you can cut spending to grow the gap. And then as we go forward in the next couple of episodes, we can talk about how you can make more money through a side hustle or an additional stream of income. But remember, it all starts with your why and your budget. If you need help creating a budget that provides you with clarity and jumpstarts your debt-free journey, you can schedule a Q&A call with me at tanyoprice.com or you can follow me on any socials at Beyond the Budget.